Good morning. It's good to be with you as we read chapter 30 of Proverbs. We we have just two more days left in our January in Proverbs. Uh, it's been good to, to walk through this uh, wonderful book of the Bible with you, and we're almost done. Tomorrow, of course, is Proverbs 31, one of the more famous passages in Proverbs is that talks about um, a godly woman. So that's a, a wonderful passage. But today we're picking up with verse with chapter 30. The sayings of Agor. This is an interesting chapter. You know, it, it, it's funny. Proverbs has different sections written, written or attributed to different wise individuals. These sayings are different than the some of the other sayings. And I found them to be very interesting. There's some very interesting patterns. Several times you're going to see three things the Lord has uh three things the Lord has said, four he likes. Like, okay, so like um this pattern. You see it a lot. Um in the in the latter end of the chapter, three things are too wonderful for me. Four I do not understand. Four things are small on the earth are small, yet they're exceedingly wise. Three things are stately in their stride. In their stride, four are stately in their gates. So there's just very interesting pattern or rhythms of things that you don't really see in other places. So I just, I just found that interesting. This chapter is full of a lot of. Maybe I'm just thinking about this because I'm preaching on it next week, and that's experience or observation, how we can see God and experience God through many things that we can observe. There are a lot of um, things that we where we see God or wisdom in nature. So uh, verse 24, four things in the earth are small, yet they are exceedingly wise. The ants are people without strength, yet they provide their food in the summer. The badgers are people without power, yet they make their homes in the rocks. The locusts have no king, yet all their march and rank. The lizard can be grasped in the hand, yet is found in king's palaces. And then verse 29. Three things are stately in their stride, four are stately in their gait. The lion, which is among the mightiest of the animals, and does not turn back before any. The strutting rooster, the he-goat, and a king sitting before his people. So, once again, it's, it's interesting to me that you see this, this, this king saying, we see wisdom in nature. We can observe or experience wisdom. We can observe or experience God in nature. And I think, I think that's really, I think that's just really cool. Um, I think it's, I think verse 18 and 19 made me laugh. Three things are too wonderful for me, for I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the sky. I don't understand that. The way of a snake on the rock, the way of a ship in the high seas, and the way of a man with a girl. <laughs> that just made me laugh. You know, um, it, it's it's interesting to see the, um, the the teacher today just saying, looking around and seeing wisdom everywhere. And I think that's an encouraging word for us is um, God's a God of order. Scripture tells us that God's a God of order. So I think when we look at the order in nature, when we look at how things work in nature, in many uh, many ways, those that order, that structure that we see in nature, it points to God. Nature has an order to it. And every time in nature we see this structure, it's another, another thing that points to the to the order and the glory. And the creative power of God. So sometimes in our life, we just have to look. 
We just have to look and see what we can observe. Look and see what we can watch. Where do we see God's goodness? Where do we see God's creative power? Where do we see God's kingship? Where do we see God's lordship? It's all around us in creation. We just have to look. We just have to look. We can observe so much of God's goodness every day. Just pay attention. And it may come in ways we don't expect. Three things are stately in their stride. Four are stately in their gait. The strutting rooster, the he-goat. Boy, when I, when I look at a good he-goat, I see something stately in its gait. But then you see a, a king strutting before his people. That's, that's, that's neat. To... C.S. Lewis says, faith enlivens the eyes. And to me, that means all that we've, that when we have faith, if we, if we are, if we're living with faith, living by the power of the spirit, if we just look around, if we just look around, we'll see, we'll see a lot of goodness. And we'll, we'll see a lot of things pointing to God. We just have to, just have to look and see. So, so where 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 do you see God's goodness today? Where in the creative created order do you see God's goodness? I like um earlier in chapter um chapter thirty. I like verse eight. Well, uh, verse verse um verse seven and then verse eight. Two things I ask of you: do not deny them to me before I die. Remove. Far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that I need. Isn't that a great desire? That's a desire of wisdom right there. Remove from me falsehood. Keep me honest. Don't let me lie. Keep me honest. And give me neither poverty nor riches. Fill me with the food that I need. I, I, think, I think both poverty and wealth are dangerous. Because both can become uh, become infatuated or, or, or focused upon possessions or attachments. If you're poor and you're focused upon what you don't have, or if you're wealthy and you're focused upon what you do have, then those are both dangers. We shouldn't spend too much time in our life envying what we do not have. And likewise, we should not spend too much time in our life protecting what we do have. We should spend our time and our effort focused on being faithful to God. Focused on being faithful to God. Not focused upon what we're what we lack. The golly, if I just had this, man, boy, if I just had one more dollar, if I just had one more thing, if I just had one more whatever, then I'd be okay. There's a great quote. I think it was attributed to J.C. Penney, the, the the original J.C. Penney, not the store. And they asked him one time. It could have been Carnegie. It could have been any of those Rockefeller, any of those folks back in the eighteen hundreds. And they asked him how much would be enough. 
And he said, one dollar more. One dollar more. If we're focused on the stuff we have or the stuff we don't have, we'll never be able to serve God with what we have now. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that I need. And I like verse four. I'm kind of going backwards today. I started at the back of the chapter. Now I'm working back to the front. Verse four, who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in the hollow of the hand? Who has wrapped the waters in the garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? Who, what is that person's name? And what is the name of the person's child? Surely you know. Um, that that feels a lot like Job, the end of Job to me. When, I, when, when, when God tells Job, who is this that darkens my counsel with words without wisdom? And then says, were you there when I did this? Were you there when I did that? And Job eventually says, I... I put my hand over my mouth for I've spoken much too soon. Um, sometimes it's good for us to be reminded of how finite we are, <laughs> how on the scope of the universe, how small we are, because our problems feel so big, don't they? Oh, my goodness, don't they feel so big? But in the end, our problems in the scope of eternity are quite small. Remember who is God and who is not. He is God. And we are not God. <laughs> and that's comforting to me. That's comforting to me. We have not ascended to heaven. We've not come down. We've not gathered in the wind or up to the waters. We've not established into the earth. God has. God has. And we can um, be thankful. And that we can trust that he is God. And that he is worthy of our praise and our thanksgiving. So good chapter today. I've enjoyed I enjoyed preparing for this chapter and reading it. But tomorrow we're going to pick up with um Proverbs 31, one of the more famous passages in all the Bible. So I look forward to um finishing out. Um and we may read all this chapter tomorrow because it's a chapter that we've heard so much about. We may look through all of it. So um it's a good chapter. So anyway, thanks for being with us today. I hope you have a great rest of your day today. And we'll see you bright and early as we finish our Proverbs tomorrow. See you in the morning. Have a great day.